On today's episode of Relative Currency. And I wanted to jump in and say the, the AARP, you do not have to be 50 or 55 or 60 to join. Uh, you can join, I believe, as long as you're an adult and you are entitled to have any non-senior citizen benefits that membership offers. And the membership cost is very low and they do have kind of a wide ranging discounts available that are similar to AAA and, and other programs like that. Brother, sister, and cousin, we've been relatives for a while. We're chatting about financial things, we're doing it family style. Cryptocurrency, stocks, and loans, financial literacy. It'll be that and so much more on Relative Currency. You're listening to Relative Currency, fine-tuning financial literacy for the middle class. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Relative Currency. I'm Frank here with Alicia, and we're just so excited you could join us uh, on uh, Relative Currency. Again, if you haven't subscribed, uh, go ahead and do that. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, Stitcher, um, iTunes, and all the other major podcast platforms. Uh, leave us a rating, uh, five stars, if you don't mind, and a great review. Uh, for those who are um, uh, regular listeners, welcome back. Thank you for listening. Tonight, I think we kind of have a little bit of a, um, I, w- I would call it a treat. I mean, I think all of our episodes are great, but this is kind of a very, very practical episode that you can put into play uh, really almost right after you uh, stop listening to the episode. So I think there'll be a lot of value here. Uh, you know, as we approach the summer and we travel and vacations are coming up, everything seems like it's more expensive. And, and you know, there's obviously the inflation and we've talked about that in a previous episode. So definitely go back and listen to that. You can listen to that again on any of those uh, iTunes, Stitcher, Pop, being other, any of the major podcast platforms. But there are ways to save money uh, when you're traveling, when you're eating out, doing things, you know, that you tend to do more in the summer. And to, to, today on this episode, we're just going to take you through some of these different things that you may not have thought of. Maybe you are, maybe you've thought of some of them, or maybe you haven't put them all together, but just kind of giving you a full plan into making sure that you can make the most of your summer plans and also uh, get the most value out of it so you're not losing uh, in your, your hard-earned funds. So um, I'm going to let Alicia go ahead and jump in with, uh, you know, kind of some things that she's doing, you know, obviously Alicia being uh, married uh, and a mother of five, we know that certainly there are uh, many things that that saving money matters on uh, and just, you know, just hearing some of the things, some of the plans you make, some of the things you do to save money, uh, going out to eat, going on vacation would be great. And I'm just looking forward to hearing what you're going to share with listeners tonight. Great. I'm so excited. So yes, you know, we have summer coming up and we want it to really feel like a summer. Um, We would like to get away. We would love to uh, have some nights off from cooking. And so the goal is how do we do that without blowing the budget? Um, And are there smart ways to even think about this strategically? So first of all, you know, as with any recommendation regarding spending, you really need to know what you are spending and then think about 
what you can afford to spend for the activities that you're interested in. So I'll give an example. Um, in terms of vacations, there are many ways to have a vacation and save money. So one option would be to go somewhere that you can drive to versus flying. Um, there are many, many destinations typically that are within driving distance that will hold interest, particularly for a family group, but even for a romantic getaway, you just have to think outside of the box. And if you really wanna be careful with your coins, you do need to uh, open up your mind to some of those possibilities that may not be as exotic, but can be just as diverting. Um, another thing to think about in terms of vacation is to join um, either a travel rewards with an airline and or get a credit card that allows you to use points towards your travel and it can be specific. So say that you live, you know, near a major airline hub and you know that to get to most destinations, you will fly out of this local airport that is also home to a, a major, uh, it's a hub of a major airline like say Delta. Uh, you would do well then to join um, their travel rewards program and then also look for a credit card that's specifically linked to the airline so that your any spending that you do will also allow you to gain points towards travel. And then when you actually accrue the points towards travel, actually redeem them and use them for travel. And a lot of times it will also be available for hotels. We as a bigger family have found Airbnb to be um, an economical alternative uh, to hotels, allowing greater space, allowing you to avoid eating out for every meal because now you can have kitchen facilities, you can buy some groceries, you can eat breakfast um, or lunch or dinner, however you wanna do it, but you can choose to still eat out you know, once a day, but you can have your other meals and supply your other snacks um, from a smaller budget by staying in a place that allows you use of the kitchen. Um, so that's something that we found to be very, very useful and helpful. Um, and I would always read reviews. I wouldn't, you know, just believe that every property listed on Airbnb is great, but they do have some great options um, if you're willing to look into it and, and do the research, um, I'm not going to vouch 100% for anything, but I do think it's a good alternative, particularly when you're traveling with a family group, whether it be that your nuclear family is big or you want to have, you know, some sort of reunion with friends and family. Um, other options in terms of staying close to home, activities for the kids. Um, most people have local park districts that have activities available for kids, excursions that are available for kids that are way more affordable than, you know, certain types of opportunities that people seek out for their children during the summer. There's often discounted uh, opportunities to swim, excursions to places like local farms and museums and water parks um, that are available to people across a broad swath of income 
just as long as you're a resident, you know, to that area. Um, if you, you know, seek to join the activities of another park district, you can expect to pay a slightly higher amount to be able to join those activities that they have that are designed to be most affordable for their actual residents. Um, as a parent, um, if your kids are small and you don't, or and or you don't necessarily want to sign them up for something in particular, again, just local parks and uh, amusements in your area, often you can find a Groupon. I mean, Groupon's been around for a minute. I haven't heard anybody talking about them as much lately, maybe because it's become ubiquitous, but it's worth remembering that Groupon will give you a, a steep discount for many, uh, particularly family-oriented activities that are available in the summer, including water parks and museum admissions and other things like, um, say, if you have like a sky zone, you know, like a trampoline park, all of those types of, of things uh, will come and go as offers on Groupon. So it pays to go ahead and get that app and just take a look at what they have to offer. We've definitely been able to uh, do some things at a steeply discounted cost by using that uh, opportunity that they avail us with. Um, in terms of just eating out, like just in terms of going out to eat, one thing to consider is to go out for lunch rather than dinner. And this can count um, even in terms of just having a date, you know, not necessarily a, a full family group, but lunch is typically very similar items to dinner at most restaurants. It's not exactly the same, but you just pay more to eat in prime time. So if you would like to have that restaurant experience, I would say, you know, consider going for lunch instead of for dinner. Oh, I mean, that's that's really good. I really I'll, I'll pick up. I think the, the restaurant thing is a great I mean, first of all, you said a lot of great things. I think that most of everything um, there, I would go encourage you to go back and listen to that again, uh, because the traveling, the, the um, you know, the Airbnb, um, you know, driving places, understanding, you know, the, the distance and understanding how much you want to spend, all that's so important. Um, you know, one of the other things that, you know, you mentioned restaurants. You know, many restaurants have rewards programs, pretty much all of them do. And if it's a restaurant that you eat at with some kind of regularity, um, then certainly, you know, join the rewards program. You know, most of them are free or they may have some of the fancier ones may say, oh, if you pay $15, then you'll get a $15 reward the next time you come in, which is OK. Yeah, I mean, if you, it'll, it'll even out over time. So and then some of them have birthday rewards. They have anniversary rewards. They have things that they'll give you if you register with them. So it just makes it nice, you know, because I, I we used to go to a restaurant, one restaurant that gave a $25 reward for birthdays. So that was kind of nice to go in there and redeem that. Uh, some restaurants will come in for anniversary and they give you free, free glass, two green glasses of champagne. So those are things that, yeah, okay, you can buy it yourself, but it's nice. It's still something. And it saves you money, right? It's the money you didn't have to pay. Um, you know, I think one of the other things is, joining uh certain clubs like we talked about triple a like you might seem like oh triple a it seems late triple a has a lot man like it's been around a long time the triple a motor club i you know i think growing up i thought about it it's like you used to go there and get like maps for your trip where you didn't have like you know google maps so your parents had this big ass map and they're like looking at it like here we're gonna go here 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 on this road trip 
there's so much more it's AAA. you know many many hotel discounts if you're going like a marriott or something or a hyatt there is only discounted rates and when you put in the AAA rate you will get a disc more discounted room than just even sometimes the, the best available rate so there there are some definite definite benefits and advantages other than just hey i got a flat tire or my battery's dead type of thing um, there is a lot of services that these, you know, different things provide. AAA is not the only one. There's other clubs that that may be similar, but you should look into that. There are a lot of regional stuff. And I wanted to jump in and say the the AARP. You do not have to be 50 or 55 or 60 to join. Uh, you can join, I believe, as long as you're an adult and you are entitled to have any non-senior citizen benefits that membership offers and the membership cost is very low and they do have kind of a wide ranging discounts available that are similar to AAA and, and other programs like that. I mean, that's, that's, that's today years old news. I had no idea. Everybody thought, you know, everybody thinks ARP means, you know, generally 50 or 55 and up. And to think that, hey, if you're an adult, uh, you know, there's if there's some benefit that could benefit, you know, take advantage of. I mean, like I said, this is about saving money. So this is about, hey, can you look at the reward, for example, and, and, let's, and let's, let's even take it the other side up. If you have a credit card and, and you have a reward system and you're paying, make sure that you're getting the most out of those rewards. Make sure you don't have a card just for status. I, there are some cards that charge fees, but generally those cards have benefits that allow you to kind of recoup what was the fee through different offers or different um, specials or whatever it is, you know, some other subscription stuff, depending on, you know, different things. So be, be sure you're taking advantage of, of things like that. There's a lot of things that, you know, you can, um, you know, take advantage of and use. One other thing to consider too is, you know, when you're watching, this is not necessarily anything to do with, um, you know, traveling, but since, since we're talking about leisure time, a little bit of leisure, you know, consider, you know, a lot of these subscription services are month to month and yeah, the price may be a little lower or maybe higher when you come back. But if you don't watch, if you watch one show and then it's, you know, off for six months, you don't watch six months. It's like, you're paying for six months subscription that you only watch for six months. So can you cancel that subscription that's month to month? Are you, you know, take inventory of your TV. Are you watching all these shows that you're, all these channels you're paying for? You know, if not, you know, you're kind of wasting some money there also. That's something to, to definitely look at. Uh, some other things that are, um, you can do, one of the things other than renting a car, it's kind of different, is a zip car. Uh, zip car is something that, for those people that know, it's it's kind of like you're, you basically go to, it's, it's, only, it's not available everywhere, but certain major cities, you can get, basically get a car from a location from where you are. So you probably have to take a ride sharing service to get to the car, right? But then you can take the car and drive it wherever you want for a period of time and bring it back to that location. And, 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 that, and that kind of will allow you to say, like, let's say you're going to a city like San Francisco, which is a beautiful city, but you don't want to park there, right? And so you... You know, you're driving outside the city, though, you want to have a car. So you go to the zip car in a certain location where you certainly pick it up and it's parked. And then you go to drive outside, say, the city and you you know do your activity and you come back and drop that car off. So now you don't have to worry about going to your hotel and getting a valet or trying to find street parking or do anything else that you don't want to do on vacation with a car. So zip car allows that. So it's basically an ad hoc rental 
uh, when you don't need, when you don't need, like, let's say if you take a week vacation, you only need a rental car for like one or two days for an excursion. Zipcar is something that can save you money versus, you know, you're paying $70 a day for a car you only use twice. Um, those are, those are options. The other thing, it's not as sexy. I've done it once. I'm probably never going to do it again, but I'll just bring it up for other people is, you know, go to a timeshare presentation all the time when you're going to many hotels. Certainly if you ever go to Las Vegas or any of these places like that, they'll say, Hey, you know, why don't you come in? And, and, and some, some, some presentations are okay. Some of them are, are annoying. The one I went to was probably in the middle but they're, they're definitely, you know, two, two hours or so, two and a half hours. They try to sell you something. But for the most part, you can generally get a, a three or four night stay in whatever location you want. You just have to go listen to the presentation at some point during your vacation where they charge you like a, you know, a ridiculous rate for, you know, the staying there. But those are ways also to take a vacation. You just have to be able to give some of your time, which some people don't want to do. And so I'm not a huge fan of that, but it is it is a way if you want to travel to different places. And you're willing to sit through that presentation for two or three hours during your vacation, it's free, especially when there's so many different time shifts. There's RCI and like there's 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 Hyatt, there's Marriott. So there's all these different clubs. So even if you can only do one every 12 months, there's three or four different ones. So you can literally take a vacation every quarter using timeshares. Um, and you know, that's how it is. I mean, it's and 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 I think that if if some people are really good at it and some people are just they they don't mind. If you're the kind of person that's not unbothered by people selling you stuff, uh, then it could be perfect for you. I'm not quite so um, relaxed. And so it's, it, but, but I do understand the value in it. And certainly when you think about what it costs to go on a trip and the fact that now I pretty much get a free hotel stay and, and, and some free meals, generally you get some kind of meal benefits as well. You know, two hours of your vacation, if you can be willing to give it up and, and kind of just let that go, could be could be nice. Um, we've already talked about hotel rewards. Those are good. If you, you know, if, you, if you're not an Airbnb person, I'm not. My sister's obviously a huge Airbnb person. My wife and I, not as much. We have a lot of hotel rewards. Those are, those are really good. Um, the other thing to consider is if you do fly, um, if you're a flyer and you don't drive, which is which is more me, you got to consider when you leave. Leaving on Tuesday, leaving on Wednesday, coming back on Saturday. Those are those are those are days that you can save money, right? Or if you leave, or if you arrive on a Saturday, leave on a Tuesday, or arrive on a Saturday, leave on a Wednesday. Leaving and arriving on Tuesday and Wednesday, not staying on Saturday night, that can save you a lot of money. Saturday is probably one of the most expensive nights for a hotel. Wednesday is probably one of the cheapest. So you know, you plan your vacation. You say, hey, we're gonna, you know, head down early Wednesday morning. Be there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We leave on Saturday. You know, got three days of vacation. Yes, during the week, but you save a lot of money because that rate for that Saturday night hotel room generally is sometimes a time, you know, time and a half what what you paid on Wednesday, um, just because of the popularity of that weekend night. So if you're willing to travel outside of normal times for hotels and flights, um, those are things that always will be cheaper because there's just not as much volume people there's not as much people traveling uh, not as much occupancy and hotels like to have their rooms full every night if they can so you're generally able to get and those are also better if you if you have an upgrade program you're always easier to get upgraded when there's less people in the hotel you know when the hotel's full you, you kind of get what you get but if you get there and it's like oh we can put you in a you know king suite you know you're a, you're a gold you know elite member so those are always good things um 
and, and you know that's you know just, it, it, it also just kind of adds something to your trip too when you're able to get a small upgrade like that just kind of maybe adds a little bit of uh spice to your to your trip makes you feel feel good because it's good to break that routine and um just kind of feel uplifted going somewhere else so i think that's a lot of what i have i don't know uh least if you have any any more i'll let you kind of close out if you had anything that you wanted to add i was just going to say um depending on your family or group size um if you are somebody who likes to you know spend a lot of time at the zoo or museums definitely look into membership um there are usually multiple tiers of membership and i can say the reality is you know if you have a, a family five six seven or more people it's very likely that the membership is worth even just one trip. It's possible that the getting the membership, you know, will pay it's paying for itself even in that first trip to the museum, let alone if you even, you know, continue to use it. And the thing is when you have the membership, then you continue to be notified about other events that may be happening, special events, family events. And so it makes you more likely to utilize uh, the membership because you're more aware of what's going on versus you know, just randomly um, going to the zoo or the museum um, on different times, you may actually become aware, oh, there's an exhibit of, you know, dinosaurs, or they're showing all the Marvel superheroes or certain, you know, IMAX film. And so it's very, it, it can offer multiple opportunities for recreation. Um, but again, it's, it's not going to be necessarily for everyone. It may be more uh, economical to just pay by visit, depending on what size of the group. But if you do have a larger group, and it, it doesn't have to be just your children. I mean, it could be your in-laws, it could be your cousins, it could be your siblings. But if you have a group that you can kind of classify as a family and contribute for that membership, um, then it could be worth your while to get it. Even if you're only going to go a couple of times, it could pay for itself. I think that's really good. I think that, I mean, like I said, I, this is, this was probably one of our, I think our uh, most comprehensive episodes as far as like action you can take after. So I, like I said, I want to just encourage you to go back and listen to this episode. You can listen to this one or any episode uh, on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, other major podcast platforms. Again, we want to thank everybody for listening. Uh, we hope you enjoyed this episode. We hope you definitely get something out of it as you, you know, head into your summer uh, season or your travel season, which uh, whatever that is, or just even if you're just doing staycations and you're going out to eat, just finding ways to take advantage of, um, you know, the uh, be, you know, beating the crowds or, you know, beating the, the prime time prices that come at maybe dinner and things like that. Just go back and listen and kind of take notes and, you know, kind of craft a plan. So that way, you know, you can, you can uh, enjoy um, nothing tastes, you know, what tastes better than you know, a $10 burger, a $5 burger, you know, like, so those are things to keep in mind. Um, and so again, like that, we're really happy you've been you're listening. So um, for Alicia, I'm Frank, we'll see you guys very soon on another episode of Relative Currency. Thank you for listening to Relative Currency. Please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, and other major podcast platforms.